Today, we are ranking the top five most important chargers in 2023, and Justin Herbert leads the way, and he really has no excuses because this is the best supporting cast he's ever had. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we've been covering the Chargers together now for seven seasons, but this is our fifth season as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making us your first listen. To make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe or follow for free on YouTube and listen wherever you get your podcast. David, what do we got today? Daniel, today we are getting into the top five most important chargers to success for the team this year. And this was really difficult to come up with this type of list. Some very, very good players had to get cut, got, had to get left on the cutting room floor. But of course, everyone knows that this starts with Justin Herbert. Yeah, and I mean, it's so obvious and we wanted to kind of think about, you know, different ways to talk about Justin Herbert because you've already had all the superlatives but when we were talking about this one thing we thought about is like this is the best supporting cast that Justin Herbert ever had right like he came into the league and it was Dan Feeney and Forrest Lamp and Sam Tevy on the offensive line right you yeah. had just Keenan Allen and Mike Williams who were you know in and out of the lineup and then he had no running back help outside of Austin Eckler at all back then in 2020 and then even you think back to like last year, it's like last year, this is basically kind of the same nucleus at the very least, right? And I mean, with a couple of additions, really adding Quentin Johnston into the mix, but you've kept your offensive line together. A very reasonable chance you could get an upgrade over Matt Filer, at least the 2022 version of Matt Filer with Jamari Sawyer. So David, it's kind of no excuses time. Justin Herbert is the most valuable player on this team, and he has the best supporting cast around him he's ever had. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about it, Daniel. I think you look at the offensive line that's in front of him, that's blocking for him. You got an all-pro that's at left tackle. That's coming back from an injury in Rashawn Slater. You have Jamari Sawyer, who had filled in for Rashawn Slater last year and played incredible, incredibly good football for a sixth-round pick. You have an all-pro at center in Corey Lindsley. Then you have... Yeah, your uh, your right guard, obviously, Zion Johnson. And then you have your newly signed Trey Pipkins at right tackle. And these guys are all signed for three seasons. So you're able to have some continuity there. And then, yeah, you look at the weapons and it just seems like it's endless. It's Keenan Allen. It's Mike Williams. It's Austin Eckler. It's Gerald Everett. It's Quentin Johnston. It's Jalen Guyton. It's Josh Palmer, Darius Davis. There is so many different types of weapons that the Chargers have that Justin Herbert has at his disposal to be able to attack opposing defenses. Yeah, and now Zion Johnson will actually, yeah, move to left guard yes, now. Jamari Sawyer slipping in at right guard. And I think yes. that, you know, just as far as, you know, Zion Johnson could be an improvement over Matt Fowler yeah. at left guard. But Jamari Sawyer, I mean, just ha having him in the lineup, finding a way to keep him in the lineup, I think as far as, you know, you lost Matt Filer, but you still have Jamari Sawyer. So it's hard to, you yeah. know, say that took a step back at all. And, yeah, plenty of weapons. 
He mm-hmm. most likely has had the best offensive line he's ever had, right? There's a couple question oh, yeah. marks, but I mean, it seems likely. Zion should even make a jump this year, right? I mean, yeah, he's going back to his more natural well. position. Yeah. Best group of wide receivers that Justin Herbert has ever had. I mean, you think back to a wide receiver like three and four when he started were Tyron Johnson, right? And also Jalen Guyton. Jaylen now Jalen Guyton's yeah. wide receiver five, maybe, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I mean, in this lineup right now. So I just think at this point, like, not you have all of the pieces needed. And like the other thing here, David, is like Justin Herbert, we know if he misses, you know, 10 games, the Chargers are toast no matter what, right? That's why oh, yeah. he's the most important player on this team. Without him, basically, no matter who your backup quarterback is, you're having such a gigantic drop off. But it, that's not even like that. That's not even where you have to start anymore, David, because it's not just about if he's playing. He has to play great. That mm-hmm. is the precedent he's set for himself now. So it's not even just him being on the field being important, but him being himself, him being Justin Herbert, him being great. This team has to have it for them to have a successful season. Yeah, I mean, Justin, Her- Justin Herbert statistically through his first three seasons, I mean, some of the most prolific numbers ever put up by any quarterback in NFL history. And yeah, that's a really, And that really resulted in bar. how many playoffers, David? One one right so one. it's like if you did if you had that good of seasons and you only made the playoffs one of those years like that feels like the bare minimum yeah no absolutely it is i mean the, the justin herbert has to be great and i think elements of his game that were missing last year get to come hopefully come back this year that rushing element that ability to extend plays with his legs and to be able to do what he did against the steelers on sunday night football and mm-hmm. run all over them and you know that was a real big aspect of his game i mean he had the ability to throw on the run probably a little bit later towards the end of the year last year when the ribs were feeling a little bit better but he never had that rushing element and for obvious reasons right you're not going to try to injure yourself even worse than you already are but that's something that's hopefully going to come back especially under the tutelage of the chargers new offensive coordinator kellen moore yeah absolutely i mean we'll see they use Dak, you know definitely more than justin herbert rush last season uh but yeah if you have a rib injury you're not going to be running the football a lot just with your quarterback it's always a dangerous game because yeah He's the most valuable player on your team, right? Like, he's the most important player to success. That is why they pay these quarterbacks just gazillions of dollars. That's why they they spend premium draft capital on taking quarterbacks, and they keep doing it, and they keep doing it until they find the right one. Of course, and that's why, you know, no one should bat an eye when the Chargers give him an egregiously large contract. But, like, he he has to be great for this team to not only be as good as they were last year, but, right, but, like, the most important guys on this team – Having the dudes we're talking about today and those guys playing well is the best chance for the Chargers to take the next step, right? But yeah. I'm glad you brought up Kellen Moore, David, because I think he gets an honorary spot on this list. He's not a player, so he's not one of the five most important Chargers players. But it feels like, David, if the Kellen Moore thing doesn't work out, the Chargers aren't in for a great season, right? So like, it yeah. also feels like this is where Kellen Moore has to be able to come in and not only just come in, but incorporate this offense quickly because the chargers cannot afford to get off to a slow start and that starts with him and him installing this new offense well i mean we were talking about it a little bit before we started recording i mean the only real like major significant addition to this offense was your first round pick quentin johnston so outside of that you have pretty much the same supporting cast coming back for you so now it's who is going to be able to come in and be that puppet master and to be able to take all of his beautiful toys and yeah. put them in the best positions to get the most success. It's about maximizing the weapons. It's about unleashing Justin Herbert. It's about 
accessing and utilizing that athleticism and that ability to have that pinpoint accuracy and his ability to run and his ability to throw it deep down the football field, which we did not see enough. Um, but that's why Kellen Moore is so important because you have this, most of the same weapons, but you don't know how they're going to be deployed and how they're going to be maximized. That is the job of Kellen Moore to try to figure that out. Yeah, I mean, like, like you said, like if this offense is going to get better and it's just not Justin Herbert taking his game to the next level, which let's be honest, like there's only so much after that. It's basically, you know, if he gets any better, he's borderline Patrick Mahomes. Like that's yeah. just kind of where the tier he's at. He's in the tier right below that yeah. as far as I'm concerned, right? And I think you could also say this is one of Kellen Moore's best offensive casts he's ever had. It depends oh, yeah. on how you feel about Dak Prescott. If you think he's better than Justin Herbert, which I do not. So I think just having Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Quentin Johnston compared to the, you know, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup years, like that's pretty close probably. Yeah. But I just think that, you know, and the Cowboys have always had a really, really good offensive line and did really good. Moore was there. <laughs> but this is comparable, right? Like he, he yeah. shouldn't have to take a step back and he should have a better quarterback in this, you know, with this team this season. And it just feels like since you've only really added Quentin Johnston, we'll see yeah. what Darius Davis's role is. Sure. The main force behind this offense getting better is Kellen Moore being a big improvement over Joe Lombardi. Yeah. Which we think he is, right? Yeah. Like that that's the hope. This dude has, you know, done it and he has a track record of doing it and he's led a top five offense multiple times in his short offense. Passing and career. running as well. Not just a great passing offense, sure. a great rushing offense as well. Yeah, and I mean, you know, he had Zeke and he had Tony Pollard and he was able to make those guys work, but like it feels like he truly got the most out of the guys he had when he was in Dallas and it, it always has felt like the Chargers never were finding a way to use their players most effectively especially offensively it always felt like there was meat on the bone yeah. if Joe Lombardi could take the 2021 roster up to a top five offense there's nothing holding Kellen Moore back but it has to be seamless in the offseason you have to be able to get this new offense installed because that is going like the part of your schedule you need to eat up on is the beginning of it because it's yes. going to get really really tough but we all know justin herbert's most important player number two was really really hard david who is the second most important player on this chargers roster for them to have success and for them to take this team to the next level in 2023 it's going to be a familiar name you know that and you're going to get into that coming up right after this but i do need to tell you guys if i was talking about the most important protein bars there's only one bar i would go with and that is built bar the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and i love built bar and what sets it apart to me is the flavors, right? We're talking churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut, almond. They even had snickerdoodle chunk puff, and they always have really special flavors and limited time flavors coming out all the time. The latest one was the peanut butter puff. That was great. I mean, it was a pillow of peanut butter, and I just love peanut butter in general. But what makes Built Bar so much different than the other ones is you're not getting a waxy, chalky bar that makes you Feel every bit of your diet, right? You're getting something that's 100% covered in chocolate and soft and easy to chew. And the great thing is, is they do fit on your diet because most bars have only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. They're also really filling, too, is another thing about Bill Bar. You eat a Bill Bar, you'll be good for a while. They will be the fuel to get you through your day if you need it. And right now, you don't even have to wait by your mailbox because you can go to Walmart and pick up a 4-bar box right now, or you can go to Sam's Club Save yourself some time and money and just get a 13-bar box and you will find your favorite flavor. But you guys, since, since you guys listen to this show, you can still go online at BillBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. 
All right, David, we are doing the top five most important Chargers players to a successful season in 2023. It got tough after one. Everyone knows one. It's Justin Herbert, and we talked about all the reasons for that. But number two, we had to battle this out. We needed to come to a consensus between the two of us. Who did we end up selecting for the second most important player on this Chargers roster? It's Mr. Everything on the defensive side, the guy who does every single thing you ask him to do, and not just do it, but do it at an extremely high level. That is the former All-Pro as a rookie, Derwin James. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he he's it, we had to come to that and like it makes sense because not only is he your biggest leader, right? What he's bringing to you as far as just leadership and, and being the biggest vocal guy that they have on this team. It's also David like he wears the most hats. He covers yeah. the most deficiencies. Yep. And he's really really good at everything. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's unbelievable. I've never seen a guy be able to line up and rush the quarterback better than some guys that do it full time all yeah. year round and the physicality that he rushes with the ability to split out wide and go take on a number one wide receiver and be able to lock him down like he was able to do against DeAndre Hopkins and pick pick uh, pick off Kyler Murray there, which was unbelievable. Him able, him also able to cover your great tight ends like Travis Kelsey, although lately it hasn't been too great, but he has oh, had some back and forth for phenomenal sure. moments there. I mean, Travis Kelsey is is fantastic. So you're going to win some, you're going to lose some against the you know the great players of the game, but. And then, of course, what he does on the back end, his instincts, his the just the attitude that he plays with, the the ferocity, that aggression he brings to the defense, all of those things are reasons why you just love Derwin James. Yeah, you have to love him. I mean, he's as lovable as it gets, but he also has that dog in him, too, and I think mm -hmm. that's the great thing about Derwin James. He is one of the faces of this franchise for good reason, and it's not just all mouthpiece, you know. Yeah. That's not the only reason why. That's a part of it. He is a great leader, and he told us that even when Melvin Ingram was saying, calm down, young buck, you got to earn that title, and he you know, got it as a rookie. Yeah. But I think the other big thing here, David, that he didn't talk about is depth. What's behind yeah. him, right? Yeah. Right, like right now, he's supposed to be lined up next to Alohi Gilman, and you can have question marks about that very fairly. But behind yeah. him is JT Woods, Raheem Lane, maybe Mark Webb. You know, two of those yeah. guys are either a seventh round pick or an undrafted free agent. Like he has had some injury history in the past. We have seen seasons and defenses get derailed because of the lack of Derwin James. Having Derwin James on this 2023 roster healthy is definitely one of the most important things that can happen. He can rush. He can cover. He can defend against the run. Not only can he tackle, but he has the ability to make game-changing hits. But he mm -hmm. is just a game-changing player. He's the one of the guys that can make the most game-changing plays. And he just really has the most ways to affect the game. Like, yeah. Joey Bosa is great. You know, edge rushers are great. Julio Mack is great. Yeah. Those guys are only, you know, they can stop running and pass, of course. But, like, it's just different when you have somebody who can line up in so many different spots. And yeah, cover they're up, limited you know. on where they can go, right? Yeah. yeah, of course. I mean, Joey Bosa can line up inside, sure, but he's not going to be covering receivers down the field, right? right? No. Like, Derwin James can do what Joey Bosa can to an extent, and Joey Bosa can't do all the things that Derwin James can do. He is that good of a player. He is so important. One of the wildest takes of the 2022 season last year was that the team was better without Derwin James. It's insane. Look That's at his nice. stat sheet. Look how just crazy multiple it is. 115 tackles, five tackles for loss, two forced fumbles, four sacks as yeah. a safety, mind you, 
six passes defense and two interceptions. That's stuffing the stat sheet. That's every single thing that you need someone to do. He can do it. And it shows yeah, right there. Yeah, he does. He did it. He has done it, you know, and will continue to do it if he's out there for you. And still somehow, David, I almost say made him number three because of the next guy that we're talking about here. And last year, you saw how important this dude was, even when someone filled in admirably in his shoes. And yeah. that is Rashawn Slater, David. I think one of the most underrated additions this offseason is getting this dude back in the lineup. That's just how good he is. And I think when you look at his stats, and I don't like to use PFF all the time, but I love this one here. After the 2021 season, his run block grade, 80.2. Pass block grade, 80.3. Like it does not get more consistent than that. That is what Rashawn Slater brings to the table. He is so technically a sound. He is so strong. He is violent against the run. He like him and Matt Filer were road grading guys on that left side when they were both healthy. Like that's what they have. That's what he has the ability to do. And then of course the numbers as far as pass protection are just stunning. 752 pass blocking snaps. Four sacks given up, only six hits, 26 pressures. And, of course, that season ended with him earning second team all pro, only second to the consensus number one left tackle, and that is, of course, Trent Williams. Yeah, and those are from the 2021 season, obviously, because last year he missed 14 games, right? And, like, yeah. It's crazy because you still felt it so much, even though Jamari Sawyer came in and played well, right? Like, yeah. just playing well isn't Rashawn Slater. And, like, Jamari Sawyer did fantastic. Mm. It's just not the same, right? And, yeah. like, he's another guy where he's impacting so many parts of the game because not only is, you know, arguably he your best pass protector, it's between him and Corey Lindsley. Yeah. He, like, hasn't given up a sack in eight years or something, so it's hard <laughs> competition. A little different. But – He's probably their best run blocker, right? Yeah. And like they really felt it in the running game last year when he Huge was not thing. in the lineup. And I just, yeah. I think besides that, he's also the dude protecting your most important player, right? That's why exactly. he's top, part of the reason he's top three on the list is because he's the main man tasked with protecting number one on the list, Justin Herbert. And I think that, you know, being able to help in both facets of the game, I think you could have easily made him number two, you know? And I do think, yeah. you know, him and Derwin James, obviously, since we live in a world that Patrick Mahomes exists, have the best shot at being the best player at their position. Like, I think you, Derwin James, you could probably make the argument for it. Rashawn Slater, don't lose a step, Trent Williams, because Rashawn Slater is going to be right there on your heels. Because, I mean, that's how good this dude is. Came in as a rookie, was an all-pro as a rookie. He's just, he's fantastic. Not only that, Daniel, but... You have to consider how long the Chargers had to look to find (laughs) the left tackle that they finally have now. And I mean, I've been watching the Chargers for 30 years, pretty much since I was a baby. Okay. Yeah. And it seems like they've been looking for a left tackle for almost that entire time. Obviously, I'm being facetious here, but to have somebody the caliber that they have now. I mean, it's just such a godsend. He is amazing, and he is an incredible difference maker, and you're going to see it again this season. And he's irreplaceable. Like, that's Period. just what it is. Like, Jamari Sawyer did good. This suit is just irreplaceable, and, and having both of them, even better. So he, yeah. his health is so important. If the Chargers want to take that next step, they want to be a contending type of team. It doesn't happen without an all-pro version of Rashawn Slater. The good news is, is like, he could be 35% worse than we saw him as a rookie, and he'd still be like a top five tackle. 
or at least a left tackle. Which is insane. Yeah, I mean, since Marcus McNeil, the Chargers have not had this. And, like, Marcus McNeil's career got, you know, kind of tragically derailed by injuries and stuff like that. That's why just I – there's not many things I want to see more this season for the Chargers than this dude coming back, reminding everyone just how freaking good – he is, and because of the work he puts in, man, this dude yeah. was doing pass blocking sets and the bomb on vacation. Like, that's just <laughs> who this guy is. He loves football. I have no doubt that he's going to come back and be even better than he was before. Plus, his dad's awesome. You know, he's always oh, very yeah. active and stuff on Twitter. Yeah, love the Slaters for sure. But we still have picks number four and five, David, and this is where some really, really good players are going to get left out. Coming up right after this. David, now it's getting to the nitty-gritty. We're getting to the fourth and fifth most important players on the Chargers, which might seem kind of, you know, well, very subjective for sure, but, like, how important are the fourth and fifth players? Very, very, very important. Very. And they're going to have a huge impact on what this Chargers season is in 2023 and if they can hit the lofty goals that they really have a talented enough roster to hit. Number four, David, I think it's going to be a little bit controversial but that's just on today's show. Make sure you guys are back here. The everydayers already know what tomorrow is. It is Fan Mail Friday. So make sure you can hit us up in the YouTube comments and also give us your top five most important chargers in the YouTube comments if you're watching there. But if not, if you're listening, you can go leave your question on a five-star Apple podcast review if you want to. You can hit us up on Twitter at LockdownLAC. And you can call into the voicemail line at 323-524-7924. Get a 30-second call in. You have a good chance to be on not just any show, but tomorrow's show. So the everydayers know we will be back with you guys tomorrow as always. But... Number four, David, doesn't seem like it would normally be controversial, but now seems as controversial as it ever has been. Who did you go with? Who did we go with with the fourth most important player? Yeah, and and I think it's just because of, you know, maybe some of the off-field, you know, things that happened after last season, maybe what happened in the last playoff game when he's throwing his helmet. But (laughs) I firmly believe that if the chargers want to be able to reach their potential they absolutely have to have joey bosa being a major part of it and i think you saw it last year when he got hurt and he was out and it was just khalil mack on the other side they were able to focus in on him and be able to try to t- and be, you know, basically take him out of the football game as much as they possibly can. There was a lot of games yeah. where Khalil Mack did not end with a sack, and that's why Joey Bosa is so incredibly important. I also always call him a force multiplier because he makes everybody around you better and makes their jobs a lot easier. When you can get pressure on the quarterback, you don't have to cover as long when you can secure the edge and you can really be physical on the edge and you have that technical ability and just crazy, uh, you know, phenomenal hands. That's what Joey Bosa is able to do for you. That has been missing. And that's why a healthy version of Joey Bosa. And I mean, a fully healthy version of Joey Bosa, hopefully for 15, 16, 17 games would be massive and would be a huge key for the Chargers' success in 2023. Yeah, and like we talked about, you know, the additions made offensively. Like if you're looking for how this defense gets better and you're not saying, you know, Derek Hansley is just going to be a huge improvement over Ronaldo Hill, which maybe we're not giving that enough credit. I think that's a topic for another show that we should get into. But yeah, having a fully healthy Joey Bosa is the best chance for this Chargers defense to get better in 2023. There's obviously some depth that got, you know, addressed a little bit right I mean there's big question marks at corner and and safety but I think you know at least as far as edge rushers you have Thule now but still behind Joey Bosa is Thule Tuapaloto and Chris Rump like that's not something that's striking fear into the game plans of opposing offenses on week-to-week basis right right 
And and you could make a case for Khalil Mack here too, right? Like definitely you can. But I think the biggest thing, you know, why you would say Joey Bosa is first of all, Joey Bosa at his best has a chance to be the Chargers' best defender, period. Better yep. than Derwin James, even. Like it's been a while since we've seen that version. Maybe we'll yep. never see that version again. But like if they can get it. That would be so important and go such a long way. And not only, you know, this team's success, but just the improvement and the continued improvement of this defense, which has been poor under Brandon Staley during his tenure. So I think that when you're looking at the depth, when you're looking at what this team was missing last year and why it's so important this year, I think Joey Bosa rightfully sits in the top five most important chargers. And I think that having him, like you said, also unlocks not just Khalil Mack, which is like the best version of Khalil Mack we saw last year was at the beginning of the season when Joey Bosa was at his best, right? That's yeah. when we saw a different version, three sacks in the first game version of Khalil Mack, right? Yeah. So I think he's rightfully there. The crazy thing is, David, is number five has to happen right now. And man, did some names have to get left off this list that were very, very hard to leave off this list. And the crazier part than that, number five might not even be on the team when the Chargers get together in week one. Yeah, he, he might not be, but you cannot have this top five list without including the guy who has literally scored more touchdowns than anybody else in the NFL over the last two seasons. And of course, I'm talking about the spectacular running back, Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler has been very, very important to Justin Herbert. He's been one of his main safety valves, a guy who has just been a just a joy to watch. I mean, he's so incredible in the open field, pound for pound, one of the strongest guys on the team, one of the leaders on the team in the production. The production speaks for itself. 1,637 all-purpose yards just from Austin Eckler. Almost 1,000 yards rushing, 915, which with a very good yards per carry average, four and a half, 13 rushing touchdowns, and then, of course, you have the receptions, 120, 107 receptions, excuse me, over 100 receptions, 722 yards, and five touchdowns. Just another spectacular season for him, and I'm kind of curious, and I'm excited to see how he is going to be utilized in Kellen Moore's offense. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. I'm excited to see him, hopefully, in a less taxing, more efficient role where you can kind of see, you know, him have that full juice. Not that he doesn't, you know, for no. the whole season, but just taking a little off his plate is something we've been banging for for the last few seasons. And guess what? If you don't think Austin Eckler is good, look at the last three running backs the Chargers have drafted. It's not easy to find a good running back. And they still haven't been able to do it since Austin Eckler has taken the role over from Melvin Gordon, who you yeah. could say wasn't even a good pick in the first round. Was not. I'll just say it. Was nah, not a good pick no. in the first round. So, mm-hmm. like, He's constantly disrespected, you know, yeah. and he has brought some of this on himself with the contract demands that he has this year, at least as far as the grief from the fan base. And like, let's be honest, he deserves a raise. Is he going to yeah. get 10 plus million? I don't know. Probably but not. also, what about the durability and the longevity that this dude has shown, right? Yeah. He took on a borderline bell cow running back kind of role with this team as a dude who's always been undersized and yeah. has outworked his size and the problems that come because of it, right? Like he's yeah. good between the tackles. If you read yeah. something different, send it to me because I think it's wrong. Because I, I this is good, is good in between the tackles. I think the scheme they're going to is actually going to fit his skill set better than the one they had with Joe Lombardi. Yeah, and I just think David that like if you don't have this dude, if he falls off a cliff, like you've seen younger players than him, like Ezekiel Elliott like Dalvin Cook, like Todd Gurley once upon a time. Like, this offense gets hurt massively if they don't have him on the field. I think he's crucially important to this team. 
He absolutely is. I mean, Austin Eckler is a top three receiving running back in the NFL. And honestly, he's probably two if you're putting Christian McCaffrey number one. And I think that's maybe arguable with Austin Eckler, with the production that he's put up receiving-wise the last couple of years. I think you can definitely make an argument. But he is one of the best pass-catching running backs in the league, and he's a weapon. And I think that's why his skill set translates, and that's why he's so important to Justin Herbert because of that aspect, to be able to catch the football out of the backfield, be able to get to those tough yards. Hopefully there won't be as many checkdowns to Austin Eckler this year in the offense. But you know you can trust him. You know he's going to be able to catch the football and make something happen after the catch. Well, you know who's very hard to trust right now? Joshua Kelly and Isaiah Spiller for different reasons, right? Yeah. But, like, it, the depth is important as well, and there's two, you know, decently sized question marks that are behind him on that in, in that room. And the yeah. other thing is, is after that, you go to Larry Roundtree. So that's all it really needs to be said. I think to me, though, David, easily the hardest person to keep off this list, Keenan Allen. And oh, I think you could make, you it can make my a heart, case. It man. Not only for Keenan Allen to be on this list, but Khalil Mack, as I said, with the Joey yeah. Bosa conversation. And also you could throw Corey Lindsley into the mix there as well. Yeah. Because last year, I mean, you want to talk about, you know, really helping in multiple facets of the game. This dude makes both of your guards better. This dude yeah. makes your quarterback better. Yeah. Like, it, he was hard to leave off. But Keenan Allen, like, you saw how big of an impact him missing last year was. Oh, and yeah. I honestly think having Quentin Johnston and drafting Quentin Johnston probably pushed him off this list because like now the depth at wide receiver is hugely, you know, favorable compared it's to what you saw last yeah. year. Like this is a much deeper, deeper room yes. that like you saw what the team looked like without Keenan Allen for most of the year. And they still went 10 and seven, right? Yeah. You saw what they looked like with a healthy Khalil Mack, you know, and no Joey Bosa. And they went 10 and seven and made the playoffs, right? Like it was a struggle, but yeah. like Keenan Allen was, for me, the hardest one to not put on this list because I think he has a great case for it. And he's at a more valuable position than, like, a running back, per se. That one was really, really tough for me because I love Keenan, and you saw it, too. I mean, everybody saw it when he was off the field dealing with that hamstring, and then when he came back and how productive he was after he came back and was healthy, I think is another reason why you see how important he is. So, and just the safety valve. I mean, he is just automatic on third downs, and you don't have anybody else that has that kind of chemistry with your quarterback. So, yeah, that one that one was really, really tough and took a lot of, of consideration because he is extremely important. But, yeah, that room looks a whole lot better now. Yeah, and I mean it's not a you know a bad thing when you have a few guys that you know, really really are pushing for the top five. The Chargers have a lot of very good players, right? And they yeah. all need to kind of step up for this team to get to where they want to get to. It has to be better than the last year. That happens with a health, right? But all of these players living up to what they should be doing and living up to the standards that they've set for themselves. If they do that, the Chargers should not only you know have a good season, but they should be better and they should be a contending team if they can get all these things to happen. But Hard to really, you know, leave some of the dudes off this list for sure. But these players that we talked about easily, right? If you miss any of them, if you trade Austin Eckler, that's going to hurt you dramatically, right? Offensively and how you do things. So I think that all these guys are hugely, hugely important for this upcoming season in 2023. But that is going to do it for today's show. Make sure you guys are back here tomorrow when you get to put your finger on the pulse of the team and tell us what to talk about because it's Fan Mail Friday. So if you guys want to get involved, the everydayers already know, but you can hit us up on Twitter at LockdownLAC where we post the show every day as well. You can hit me up at Dan Talk Sports 
or you can get into David Drogmeyer's DMs at DrotonkSD on Twitter. And you can also follow us on Instagram at LockedOnChargers and find the Locked On Chargers Facebook page, which is also where you can ask questions in any of those you know places too. You can also do it in the YouTube comments as well. But to make sure you guys don't miss the show tomorrow, make sure you're subscribing to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also following the show wherever you get your podcast from and listening there. You guys can also call in and get your voicemail in for tomorrow. You can do that at 323-524-7924. You give a 30-second Chargers question, there's a good chance you make it on the show tomorrow. But we will talk to you guys then. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.